The Inspired Incompetence Podcast is brought to you by Thor's Plumbing. Thunder bucket stuffed with used food? Call Thor's Plumbing and they'll hammer the shit out of it. How's everybody doing? <laughs> oh, better wow. now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a little better after that one. <laughs> That's that security that I needed. Good, good. So, <laughs> here we are back in Roslar's coffer. Very uh, picturesque town. And uh, so... Vipira, Uhtred, Thalias, and Yondo have been uh, walking through the streets, coming back south from the the woods, and Rogyar has been in the town square doing some light gardening, and uh, Rogyar got found out by some upset travelers, possibly bad guys, and uh, they are out to get him. And the rest of the group was close enough to hear this altercation. So what we're going to do is do a little bit of a chase sequence. Another thing, I just want to kind of reiterate the, the state of the town. Now, obviously, the whole thing is in ruins, but... There's there's been a weird juxtaposition uh, of like crumbling decay and death with verdant overgrowth, like an uh, an overabundance of life. Some like Chernobyl shit going on. Yeah, it looks a lot like Chernobyl. It, like if you do like a Google image search of Chernobyl and how the whole place is just it it's it's it almost like contradicts itself in the same image but there's there's also it's after traveling through the town a few times now you may have started to pick up on a a kind of pattern where this isn't like uh, like bible but it, it is the this is the general trend that the closer you get to town square the more uniform the death and decay side of the town is and then the farther you get to like the outskirts and then eventually when you get to the forest to the north it's more of that like overabundance of life and you know so within that like the the inner area there are still patches of overgrowth and 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 life and then within the outer area there is still parts of that that are just death and decay but as this is like your second or third trip into the town, you're starting to pick up that, you know, it's not just fully random. There is a sort of a pattern with... And how about that giant bubble? That's still a thing? You are still within a giant bubble of clean, breathable air, and all around that bubble is this, like, sickening yellow cloud that nobody's tried to go through yet but yeah uh, <laughs> the yellow mystery with that <laughs> the, the, I mean, there there is a, a healthy layer of, of dead birds and shit just on the cusp of uh of that uh of that barrier but yeah. that might just be like you know they they ate rice or something <laughs> hmm yeah uh, I always I always thought yellow was like the epitome of health that's that's always yeah. what I thought. Hey, the sun's yellow. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Airtight. 
So, Rogar's up on a rooftop. Sinister-looking people on the ground with a sort of blue-purplish-skinned uh, woman wielding a scythe, seemingly calling the shots. She shouts, up there, get him!" And then meanwhile, Yondo, Thalias, Uhtred, Vipira, and Elksy going towards the center of town, because they're like, that's the last place we were. Let's start our search there. Here, there he is, get him. So we Which roll. is exactly what we didn't want to hear, I believe. I believe we just wanted to find Rogyar, you know. Yeah. On the side, you know, of a curb. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, well, you know, th- somebody found him for you. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, you can thank him when you get there. But first, we're going to have a little flashback. The scene begins with chaos as two young men sprint through a crowded street, bumping into passersby with a manic urgency. Dried leaves clatter and crunch as they're kicked aside or stomped into brittle shards. We can hear the boys' labored breathing through the sharp autumn breeze. The two boys turn a corner and come to a stop, whipping their heads this way and that, frantically looking for something or someone. Their eyes widen as they spot a town guard walking away from them with a warrior's haircut and a scimitar hanging at his hip. Keeper! The boys resume their mad dash toward Uhtred, who came to a sudden stop at their call. Uhtred turns around in time for the boys to come to a panting, sputtering stop before him. Keeper! There's... You have to... Uhtred leers at the two young men with poorly concealed annoyance. After a few moments of failed communication from them, he holds a hand up for silence. Enough. Take a breath. Okay. Okay. The boys take a few more beats to compose themselves, while Uhtred seems to grow less patient with each passing moment. There's some... people... over by Wadhams. Out-of-towners. They're violent. They're roughing people up. You gotta hurry! Uhtred's head snaps back up in the direction the boys came from. Take me there, right now. The scene cuts to another part of town, and we can see a small group of men wearing leather armor decorated with red images of skulls, perhaps painted with blood. Several of these men have a group of townsfolk penned in with blades drawn. One of the men, a tall, pale-skinned man with a long, braided beard and blonde hair, is facing off against two town guardsmen. The pale man has two short swords drawn and is staring down the guards with wide-eyed excitement. The two guards cautiously inch closer to him with one sword and shield each. The pale man grins widely. Come on, give me some fun. The guards lunge forward with a snarl, swords slicing high and low. The pale man parries the swords with a terrifying ease. That better not be the best you can do. He leaps forward, blades out. Both guards brace with their shields, but the pale man focuses both blows on the left guard. He lets his swords bounce off the shield and spins the other direction with his leg out, leaving the guard sprawled out on the ground. Thinking his enemy distracted, the right guard moves out from behind his shield to strike and instantly gets skewered on one of the pale man's swords, who straightens up into the thrust, sealing the right guard's fate. No sooner does he finish standing straight up than he weaves back the other way, twirls his other sword high in the air, and sends it straight down into the back of the tripped guard, who'd been rolling over to stand back up. The whole thing is over in mere seconds. The air is filled with shrill screams from the pendant townspeople as the pale man straightens up again, both swords smeared red, leering down his nose at the dying guards with gleeful superiority. A voice calls through the screams of despair. You're gonna pay for that, you monster! The Keeper of the Light is here! The pale man looks over. 
and we can see Uhtred standing at the edge of a crowd of onlookers, scimitar in hand. He stands with a mixed look of shock, anger, and something else. Fear? We stand with Uhtred as he stares down the pale man, who bares his teeth in a greedy grin. The moment passes, but Uhtred doesn't move. The pale man narrows his eyes at Uhtred and approaches him. Several people call out as he closes the distance. Help us, Keeper! Teach him a lesson! When the pale man is about fifteen feet away, Uhtred speaks. Who are you, and what do you want? The pale man stops his approach and twirls his swords with another grin. My name is Rickard, leader of the Fangwood Tanners. What we want? Well, we were considering moving in. Uhtred's eyes dart to the two slain guards behind Rickard, then back to him. We have some vacancies for you all behind bars, if you don't leave this town right now. Rickard throws his head back with mirthful laughter. He starts approaching Uhtred again, slowly. The other guards weren't so witty. Is your sword sharp to match? As Rickard grows ever closer, we can hear a frantic heartbeat. Uhtred's heartbeat. His breathing thickens as he attempts to remain composed, forcing himself to not break eye contact. Just lay down your swords. These people have seen enough bloodshed for a day. I'm about to be the least of your worries. Rickard continues to slowly, casually, step closer to Uhtred, now less than ten feet away. His grin widens. You're laboring under the assumption that I am worried about you. But okay, I'll bite. What is the thing I will be worried about? He takes his final step, and Uhtred must tilt his head back to continue matching gazes with the tall, pale man. Uhtred's heart continues pounding in our ears. Every window facing this street has an archer, waiting for my signal to riddle you with arrows. Rickard sends a mildly interested eye around the dozens of high and low windows currently facing him. As he does, our own perspective jumps around to the insides of these rooms, and we behold Uhtred's bluff, for every single room is empty. So you, you, you can either lay down your swords and come quietly, or you can deal with me. Rickard returns his attention to Uhtred with a sneer. Why not just have them shoot me now? I've already killed two of your guards. Uhtred's heart pounds louder than ever. They won't waste their arrows if they don't have to. That's why I'm here. Rickard's grin widens. He leans in closer to Uhtred, his long braided beard dangling between them. I can't help but notice, guardsman, that you haven't moved a muscle. The only reason I didn't kill you on the spot was because you amused me with your banter. But your wit has dried out, and your bluff is uninspired. And so, I move on. Rickard puts one sword between him and Uhtred, and the other winds back for a strike. Uhtred continues to not move. All bravado used up. Uhtred tenses up, flinching at the horrifyingly superior swordsman, knowing he can't hope to live. A single arrow flies through the air, brushes past Uhtred's ear, and buries itself into Rickard's shoulder. The tall blonde gang leader stumbles back, pulling the arrow from his leather armor with a grimace. Before he can fully get it out, three streaking balls of light soar through the air and pop on his chest with concussive force. Rickard looks around wildly for his new opponents, composure gone, popped like the magical lights. He whirls around at his fellow tanners. Well, don't just stand there! As he glares at his men, though, 
we can see a dark-skinned dwarf sprint barefoot out from the crowd of onlookers and collide with one of the tanners penning in the captives with a flying knee to the chin. Another arrow soars through the air, but Rickard throws his swords up and deflects it inches from his face. The archer steps out of the crowd, a broad-shouldered man holding a longbow. You've got some nerve, dickbeard! This is our town! Isn't that right, Trondus? The dwarf responds with a hefty uppercut to the jaw of another tanner. An elf woman steps out from the crowd next to the broad-shouldered man. Her hands glow a threatening shade of red. You'll wish you never came here. The coffer crew launches a fierce attack on the tanners. The bulk of his men fall back, off balance, forcing Rickard to follow. Tronda stays on the gangster's heels, tripping any he can to get caught and shot by Kadraz's arrows in Sithril's magic. The sorceress and archer run after their treating gang and brush right past Uhtred. Uhtred remains standing, seemingly stunned that he yet lives. We zoom in on Uhtred's eyes and can only hear the warring gangs as the conflict grows ever more distant. Uhtred's eyes twitch and quiver as he seems to swim in disbelief at the turn of events. It's unclear how much time has passed when Uhtred is suddenly shaken out of his trance. Uhtred! Our vision widens and we can see Gabe, the red-haired guard, shaking him. Uhtred gives his head one quick shake and looks around. Uhtred, what are you doing? Come on! We look around with Uhtred and see a trail of death through the streets. Dead tanners, all with arrows in their backs or magical burns. As Uhtred hurries up the street, he comes to the body of the dwarf, Trondus, bleeding out from a gash cut shoulder to hip. More tanners fill the streets before we reach the body of the elf, Sithriel. Throat slit, eyes looking wide to the sky. Then, just beyond Sithriel, lays Kadraz, two short swords protruding from his chest. Across the street from him is the pale body of Rickard, who looks to have pulled himself quite a ways before the arrow through his throat sapped the last of his strength. As Uhtred and the other guards take in the scene, we see one additional person, a young woman with bright blue hair that Uhtred seems to only vaguely recognize. She kneels next to Kadraz, her head bowed, her blue hair spooling onto Kadraz's face and chest. Why? When did you decide to become heroes? Uhtred, still visibly shaken, can only take in the scene in silence, while Gabe cautiously approaches the girl. Vipira, right? Wh what happened? What did... What did they... Vipira turns her head, and her hair falls again, revealing a single green eye, glassy with tears. I don't know! She stands up and points a clawed finger at Uhtred. Why didn't he help? We zoom in again on Uhtred's eyes, unaware of her accusation, and the scene ends with Gabe's voice. I don't know. We zoom back out of Uhtred's eyes, and we're in the streets of Roslar's coffer, as we know them, ravaged and abandoned. Let's get this chase scene started. And am I on Elksy? If you want to be. Uh, you bet your bottom I do. Alright, so up first is Scythe Lady. Alright, so Scythe Lady gives chase. With the state of the streets, it's, you know, it's certainly not like, you know, making your way through a garbage heap, but there's, it's, the streets are a little cluttered, and she seems a little clumsy in her, uh, in her armor, and she's, so she's running after, uh, Rogyar on the, on street level, and she gets a little hung up on some of the, uh, some of the debris. Should have cleaned up the square when they asked. Oh. <laughs> she says, come down here and say that. <laughs> All right, up next is Rogyar. Well, then Rogyar wants to uh, take a he wants to take a shot at one of the 
one of the three like mooks. Okay. And then do another jump. All right. Now in a chase. Now remember, we're not necessarily in combat right now. You can do that, but that's going to give you a penalty on the skill check that you take to then move forward in the chase. All right. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So attack as normal. Yes. Um, this is with the uh, distance infusion because I get that for free. I'm assuming he's more than 30 feet away. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not going to, I'm not empowering this or anything. Uh, that's a 16 to hit. 16 will not hit. All right. So just <laughs> jumping and I'm just kind of haphazardly throwing some blast behind me to slow them down and maybe knock them out of, out of the chase a little bit. But now in acrobatics. Yes. That's a 25 before whatever penalties you're assessing. You stay on track. Uh, maybe jump to the next rooftop. Okay. Next up is the cultists. The cultists seem very nimble, and uh, they soon uh, break ahead of the scythe woman. All right, now we get to Thalias. Yeah. I'd like Thalias, Vipira, and Uhtred, and I will do it for Yando to give me perception checks. Uh, two. <laughs> Uhtred got a 23. Okay, Vipira. Vipira got a nine. All right. Uh, so Uhtred was 23, and Yando with his 31. The obvious path forward is to take the uh, take the road that you're currently on west and then take a sharp left south when you get to the next intersection. But Yando and Uhtred, with your perception checks, uh, you two spot an alleyway that you can go down that looks like it's going to kind of cut the corner and save you some time. However, going down the alley, it's a little it's a little tighter than sticking to the road. So the acrobatics checks that you're going to have to make to like hurry along are going to be a little higher than staying on the road. But it's uh, so that's up to you guys. Uh, but it is Thalias's turn. All right, let's get in there. You're going down the alley. Well, I'm on an elk, so you are on an elk. I stick to the roads. Oh, that's. Maybe it fits down the alleyway. Honestly, Elksy's acrobatics is going to be much better than Thalias's. Yeah. yeah. Also, Elksy is... damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense. All right, so what is uh, Thalias going to have Elksy do? I mean, if you're telling me he's got insane acrobatics, then I'm willing to put that to the test. It's sort of like uh, Elksy take the wheel at yep. this moment. Okay. So Elksy would know better than me. All right, so you so you can either make a ride check or Elksy can make an acrobatics check. Let me just look at my acro. Oh, my ride. Yeah, yeah, that's a negative two. I'll trust in Elksy and uh, <laughs> let's see let's see what he's capable of. All right, Elksy's gonna get a pretty big bonus. You get a bonus or a penalty based on your base speed. Oh, so Elksy's pretty quick. Yeah, so Thalias huffing around in his uh, his full plate would have had a penalty on top of his shitty acrobatics. So that works out pretty well. Oh, Elksy, off to a bad start, but 13. Eh. All right, 13 is perfectly fine. All right, uh, Yando's going to go, and he is also going to take that alley, and he uh, he keeps right up with uh, with Elksy. Guy's just running alongside this elk, like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Vipira. Vipira tags along and yells out for Rogyar. This way, Rogyar. If I, I don't know if that's him or not, I'm just taking a chance. Okay. 
It's an educated guess that the guy that went into town alone is the one in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Am I just... Uh, oh, I'm just rolling the... Uh, Acrobatics, right? Yep. Uh, that's a 24. Ooh. Yeah. All right. By pure manages to pull ahead a little bit. <laughs> She's Naruto running. Just, just straight arms behind her back. Dude, that's kind of run. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be effective. <laughs> Look, the Naruto run becomes optimal at a certain speed because of drag. <laughs> at the speeds that we run as mere mortals, no, it's stupid. <laughs> but, but, if you, but if you run at the speeds that an anime character runs, then it's actually scientifically the better stance to do. Anyway, Uhtred, you're up. <laughs> Dude, how am I going to follow all that? Uh, I'm going to start with, as we're moving along, I'm going to whip out a scroll, and it's going to be a scroll of shield and cast that on myself. All right, cool. Now, again, we're, we're in a chase, so you took your standard action to cast a, a spell, uh, and so you're going to take a little penalty on your uh, on your acrobatics check once you uh, decide to... Yeah, I got a feeling it's going to be worth it to take the penalty and be armored up. All right. Uh, and I had a 16 on the acrobatics. Okay. Looking good. Scythe Woman uh, continues to kind of get hung up a little bit in that uh, in that uh, debris-strewn street. Rogiar, your turn. All right. Well, let's uh, rinse and repeat. I'm going to take a shot at one of these guys, and then I'm going to start trying to jump north, see if that change of direction and kind of going through the... Get away from the streets. See if that benefits me in the chase a little bit. Okay. Uh, so start with the attack. Yep, that's not going to hit. That's a 10. And that's a 22 acrobatics before the penalty. All right. You succeed. And uh, cultists turn. To pursue you, they now need to leave the street. So that's going to make it a little harder for them. All right. So uh, one of the cultists uh, got hung up a little bit. But the other two are kind of keeping pace with Rogiar. Uh, all right, next up is Thelias. Let's uh, continue on. Hi-ho, Silver. All right. Acrobatics I mean, Elksy. Elksy. <laughs> Hi-ho, Elksy. Yeah, there it is. 21. All right. Uh, Elksy has uh, overtaken Vipira again. <laughs> you know what this kind of feels like is uh, where you squirt the water gun at the bullseye and the little horses <laughs> go across it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yep. Okay, Vipira, go. Uh, now kind of... Uh, in a competition with Elksy, she's going. Take him down. <laughs> she's gonna keep on running and uh, yelling him. out for uh, Rogiar. <laughs> Slash of tires. All right, and this is an acrobatic. So, yeah. Oh, twenty-one. Okay. Viper and Elksy are tied. Who would have thought a shadow, uh, rogue-like person would be as acrobatic as my? <laughs> 10 foot elk <laughs> especially especially a uh, a road lake person that was like paralyzed yesterday right <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's right what a comeback yeah. huh i feel like yeah, that's got to be part of it like my peer is just like she just feels like so, so, so good and so she's just good. and she's just flexing on on her on that nimbleness that she's got back i think uh you know sometimes when you're running and you're like your f- foot that was in the air is like coming down and it kind of clips the back of your planted leg. You can do that like little stumble forward. I think that might have just happened to Uhtred because he only got a seven on his acrobatics. 
Okay, so this brings us back to uh, the top of initiative, and the rest of the group has uh, caught up to the combat, sort of. And you can see uh, this creature a little ways in the distance with a scythe in her hands, and she's running up the street and and shouting, He's getting away! Get him, you fools! Uh, and you, like, maybe just caught a few... Uh, cloaked figures uh, running north into an alley off the street. And maybe if you squint really hard, you can just make out some mysterious dwarf creature uh, (laughs) jumping from one rooftop to another. You'll have to deal with him later. Uh, (laughs) He's the boss. (laughs) At this point, it is the scythe woman's turn, and she, at this point, she notices everybody else trailing behind her. And she says, there's more of them back here! Come back! He's just a—he's just a diversion. And uh, she uh, she turns around. And she uh, she she looks at Thalias and Vipira, who are up front. And it's hard to see her from this distance, about forty feet away. She gives you a, a big grin, and you can just make out this sickly black tongue, like coil out of her mouth. It's like so much longer than you'd expect it to be, and it looks like she's like licking her lips. Yummy. No, it's not. All right, and she uh, she's going to target Thalias with a spell. I need you to give me a will save and a spellcraft check if you want to try to identify the spell. Can I roll a spellcraft or am I too far? You can roll a spellcraft check. It is a fear-based effect. So, Joe, you get bonuses. Well, not like I'm going to need it. 23, baby, plus my bonuses. All right. And Uchid had a 24 on the spellcraft. All right. Uh, you identified it as the spell Castigate. You compel the target to beg for forgiveness. On a failed save, the target cowers with fear. On a successful save, it is shaken for one round. Each turn on its turn, a cowering subject may attempt a new save to end the effect. Uh, you know, I should have known it was casted in my general direction uh, that it would be some sort of making me do something I don't want to do spell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, as you're a, improving. as a paladin with fear resistance, uh, on a failed save, you would have only been uh, actually cowering. Is you might have you might have been panicked and had to like run instead of oh. just been shaken. But you think? <laughs> but you uh, you made a successful save, which would only leave you shaken for one round. But instead, with fear resistance, you are unaffected. Yeah, nice. that's what's up, baby. <laughs> and then she kind of like waves her scythe through the air, and uh, and she shouts, "Oh, glorious Ergothoa, protect me from these heathens!" And you see this like this ghostly outline of this like sinister purple armor, kind of like envelop over this woman. And yes, you may make a knowledge religion check. Spitz just got her own mage armor. 26. With a 26, you know that Ergothoa is the goddess of undeath, among other things, such as gluttony. And with a 25, I'll go ahead and add that you recognize uh, uh, the spell she cast and the mannerisms of what she just did and the, uh, the resulting effect, and you recognize that she is an inquisitor of Ergothoa. And... The effect she just called down is likely a judgment 
which uh, Inquisitor judgments are just kind of a like a toolbox that they can use in a combat to give themselves a bonus on any number of effects that suits them in that moment and it seems like she just gave herself some extra armor but with that it is Rogiar's turn does she look like she's alive or does she look kind of undeady oh yeah um you know I'll let you keep riding on that knowledge religion check and you recognize her as a ghoul I'll let you ask four questions about ghouls I would like to know any DR. They do not have DR. Lovely. Um, Ask why the H is silent. <laughs> any energy resist? They do not have energy resistance, but you know that they have channel resistance, which gives them a bonus on their will saves versus channel positive energy. Okay, okay. I'd like to know one cool ability that they have. You know that any of their natural attacks, you know, uh, I won't tell you what how many they have that's an extra question uh but you know that any natural attacks that they uh they land on a target is subject to a paralysis effect uh and for my last question how many natural attacks do they have they have one bite and two claws but you see this one wielding a scythe which is a two-handed weapon right right so she is probably more likely to use a scythe and a bite so that was her up next is rogyar Okay. Um, well, I guess hearing the commotion behind him and hearing her calling them back, Rogar is going to stand firm on the roof that he's on now, and he is going to shoot an empowered... Like, are they actually that close to me? Yes. Okay. So he's going to shoot an empowered bowling infusion air blast at the red one. Okay. And I'm not going to gather power. I'm going to take the burn for it. God damn it. That's an 11. <laughs> Ooh, that misses. That's the second two I ever got. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the cultists are up next. They're each going to pull out a potion and drink it. All three of them are pulling out the same potion. Whoa. And disappear. Well, shit. <laughs> okay. Elias. Yeah. It is your turn. Yeah, but where'd they go? Well, you weren't even you weren't even aware. You couldn't see that. Like Rogiar saw that happen. Oh, but uh I see, I see. Yeah. All all you're aware of is this uh is this cycle. So So I'm sort of envisioning in my head that I tuck the shovel under my arm and <laughs> Elksy charges and then I sort of it's a joust him to death. Alright. So you're just uh, you're charging at the uh, at the Inquisitor. Hell yeah, brother! All right, go for it. Seventeen. Just got that fancy mage armor on. Seventeen is not gonna hit. Right. Okay. Well, I tried. And now, Elksy will rear back and neigh something fierce <laughs> and attack. Even though elks don't neigh, but okay. Nice. Goddamn, sh- getting shown up on my own goddamn elk already. First time. All right. 22. And was that with the plus two for charging? It was not. 24. 24 misses. Whoa. What? Hmm. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Just for... So you know, I I did roll an 18 on that, so... Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so we're in trouble. I, I see how it is. <laughs> thanks, for the, uh, thanks for the info. Yeah. 
Yeah. Elksley also does not have a very high attack bonus. It's not also terrible either. I mean, it's a plus four. It's yeah. Okay. Uh, now it's Yando's turn, and Yando's is there's that undead bitch I told you about earlier. He's going to move up here, a little past Vipira, and that will give him a clear shot to the Inquisitor. All right, and he's going to hit with his longbow. So he moves up 30 feet, 10 feet ahead of Vipira, takes a takes a low stance, and he just pulls that bowstring back and, boom, and gets her right in the shoulder. He actually hit her? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure, he hits, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has a favorite enemy, Undead, so he's in a, he's in pretty good position right now. All right, so that gets her pretty good in the shoulder, and it's Vipira's turn. And Vipira's going to take a double move action, and she's going to run around and get into this position over here. Oh, that kind of right. looks like a flanking position. No, um, I was here, so yeah. One, uh, I I took a double move action, and I went all the way around. Yeah, Bottom yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, just yeah. mapped that out, and he can do that. All right, cool. Very good. And it's now Uhtred's turn. <laughs> Uhtred, a fucking <laughs> a mile away. <laughs> I'll be there in a minute. Huff, 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 huff. I was going to use a scroll, but you guys kind of pounced on her pretty quick. All right. Um, I think Uchu's just going to take a double move action and move up 60 feet. That's my turn. All right. It is the uh, Scythe Lady's turn. With Thalias and Vipira right up in her face, she grins and she like holds her scythe up and she says, Agathoa! Bring me justice unto these humans. And her scythe begins to glow this dark, sinister purple. And she winds back and she swings at Thalias. Uh, At first I was going to be like, wait a minute, how is she using another judgment? But then I remembered what Inquisitors get instead. Or get on top of that and it's like, oh, this is going to hurt. Yep. So she's going to full attack on Thalias. Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) that is a 23 to hit oh no 21 all right and uh her second i don't get a mounted elksy bonus yeah like a high ground bonus you will get a you have a plus two on i think attack rolls for having high ground but i don't think you get any bonuses on it's plus Uh, one for high ground but you're at also a minus two ac from charging oh that's that's true okay and so then that's a 12 for her second attack Okay, so I should take 15 points of damage from her scythe swing, and uh, then she's gonna she's gonna lean forward and take a snap at you with her fangs, and a 13's not gonna do it. Nope. Okay, uh, it is now Rogier's turn. Okay, Rogier's gonna start by jumping back over to you know the roof closer to the group so that I can see the action. Mm-hmm. And that's a 25 acrobatics, which gives me more than enough movement. Yep. And from here, Rogiar is going to take a shot at uh, Scythe Lady. Okay. But anyway, I missed her with an 18. Yes, you did. And then Rogiar, I'd like a uh, perception check from you. Okay. That's a 12 with a natural one. So I do not see these cultists sneaking around all invisible-like. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you'd see them if they weren't invisible. <laughs> well, they're about to break their invisibility uh, with uh, a couple full attacks on Vipira. Oh, well, you are lucking out so far, Vipira, because that's a natural one. Confirm it. And that's a 19 to confirm. Oh, that confirms. Okay. Ooh, we got a fumble. This is a melee attack? Yes. Right, not natural melee attack? Correct. They uh, they each have two daggers out in each of their hands. Okay. This fumble is called Better to Give. Your attack damages you instead. Use your target's strength modifier. <laughs> okay. It's a minus one. All right. So he, uh, so the blue cultist appears with a dagger, like mid thrust, and Vipira with some spider sense shit, <laughs> like just sends sends a clawed, a clawed hand like back behind herself and deflects that dagger, and it kind of like gets him, and it gets him in his other arm, but he's not done. He's got another attack with his offhand. That's a twenty to hit. Does not hit. Okay. Now it's the green cultist on Vipira. 26 to hit Vipira. That hits. But you can't be caught flat-footed, so you're not going to take the sneak attack. And it's very important that it's the green one this time because the blue one had you invisible and also flanking. Wait, so that first one gets a sneak attack on himself? No, because he's not flat-footed or being flanked by himself. All right, uh, so... Still might hurt a little bit, though. Take nine points of damage. Wow. From the non-sneak attack damage. Yeah, Yeah. wow. And uh, here comes the offhand. Ooh, that's a 25 to hit. Oh, that hits. Ow. Fuck. Offhand's not going to hurt quite as much, though. But that's still six points of damage. Okay. That uh, (laughs) brings me back to 29. Fuck. All right, and uh, it is now Thalias' turn. I got a crazy idea. Smitey. So I'm a holy man. <laughs> if I channel energy, it'll also hurt them? So no. in Pathfinder 1st Edition, if you channel energy, you choose if you're going to heal living or damage uh, undead. That's right. All right, well, instead of doing that, we're just going to do some good old-fashioned smiting of this evil. All right. And, uh... I'll call upon Shaylin to totally buff me up with huge um, smite powers. All right, so you're going to add your charisma modifier to your attack rolls, and you're going to add your paladin level to your damage roll, but since the target is undead, the first, the bonus to damage on the first successful attack increases to two points of damage per paladin level. So your damage bonus is doubled on your first successful attack on versus this creature. And that's what just, I'm hearing is make this one a good one. Well, well I mean, even if this ask, one, but... yeah, even if this one misses the first time you successfully hit her. So even if you miss gotcha. this time, you're like you're not going to lose that bonus as long as you actually hit her at least once. So it's okay if I miss, but don't miss. Yep, get yep. that power dice. I don't going. want to miss. <laughs> yeah, this is full power dice mode. She hurt way too hard. Almighty oh, shovel, I call upon thee. Uh, oh, this is messy. I got a 15, and I don't add anything else. Nope. You're flanking. And oh, you're, flanking. And you've got so high ground. So 19. That's not going to hit. Ow! She is As well a free done. action, I curse this bitch. <laughs> 
Yep. She is well protected. Yando's gonna go. He's gonna he's gonna take a five foot step, and he's gonna full attack the ghoul. Okay, he's gonna hit with the first shot. Ooh, not gonna hit with the second shot. Okay. Take that, you long-tongued bitch! And he draws another arrow. Uh, Vipira. Elksy. What? What? Doesn't Elksy get to go? Elksy goes on Elias's turn. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, technically Elksy should have attacked when Joe did, yeah. Oh, yeah! What am I doing? I was so disappointed that I missed. One second. Too bad Elksy can't smite. (laughs) Right? (laughs) gonna. Don't we have a special bond? Yeah. Elksy's gonna need some nat 20s, I'm thinking. Oh That's my right. 25. Oh. <laughs> I did it one better. 25. Don't you fuck me, Alex. Uh, 25 will hit. Yes! Oh my god, no Elksy. I've never rolled damage before. How exciting. Oh, <laughs> I already did it. Five. Uh, Elksy's as strong as I am. Uh, and don't, also, don't core attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, Elksy has two hooves, so you can roll the, those attacks too. Shut up. No way. <laughs> 24, I know for a fact that doesn't work. And an 8, which. Yeah, now 24 is gonna miss. Elksy's rolling well, f- like a fucking champ, though. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I give Elksy some words of encouragement. He's doing a great job. All right, then Yando goes. Fum, fum. Vipira. All right. Claw, claw. Oh. Like none of those numbers. 16 and a 15. You missed twice. And I'm going to take a five-foot step down. Uhtred, your turn. Oh, pressure's on now. i got to stick my nose in the middle of all this. <laughs> all right. Um, I will move up to flank with Vipira. And I am going to cast defensively. Okay. And I am going to cast, which okay. is what, a d20 plus caster level? Plus intelligence. Yep. So that's a 21, which would be more than enough for a first level spell. Yep. Okay. And now I'm going to try and deliver that onto the ghoul. Okay. Uh, only an 18. Well, a 20. Yeah, 20's not going to do it. So she's going to the uh, scythe woman's turn, the ghoul, the inquisitor. You know everything about her but her name. Don't care about no names. I'll tell you anyway. Her name is Chetar. Uh, Chetar is going to see uh, this newcomer, Uhtred, who is also a human, and with a with a wide, a too wide smirk, she takes a five foot step to be flanking with the cultist, and she's gonna full attack on Uhtred. That's a twenty nine to hit. Yep. You take 15 points of damage. Oh my god. Second scythe swing. That's a 20 to hit. Nope. Alright, and now the bite. It's a 25 to hit. Misses. Oh. Alright, now it's Rogiar's turn. And this is the moment where Nick goes, I'm glad I pulled that scroll of shield when I. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Rogiar's going to gather power to empower a blast on the blue guy. It's a 13 to hit. Oh, man. God. Hey, he did that twice as good hit. as before, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've rolled four attacks today. Eight, two, two, four. Like, god damn, my d20s are cold. All right. Moving on. <laughs> OK. 
Okay. Uh, cultist turn. And uh, Rogyar, a cultist appears right behind you mid-swing. Yeah! Oh, my God. That is going to be a 12 versus your flat-footed AC. That hits. <laughs> no. All right. This is going to do a lot. You take 20 points of damage. Oh, oh fuck. my God. Ow. He, like, gets it right between two of your ribs. And he just... <laughs> it's a long way down, dwarf. And the other cultists are going to go. Green cultist is going to full attack on Uhtred. It's 19. Misses. And 20. Misses. Okay. And then the blue cultist is going to... Uh, he's going to charge Thalias. Prefer if he didn't, but okay. That movement is going to provoke from Uhtred and Vipira. I probably miss with a 14. That you do. Uh, that's a 24. 24 hits. Eight damage. Eight, okay. Okay, so he's charging Thalias. That's a 24 to hit. Uh, okay. You're going to take eight points of damage. Okay. okay. And it is now Thalias's turn. I am going to smite, and it's going to work this time. And if it doesn't work... We are a dire need of healing. There it is, 27, baby. Well, it's well, you're not like flanking, five. but it is 26 from high ground. Oh, right. So that's you, what I meant. You hit. I hit for. I thought this number would be bigger. 12 damage. Well, also. you got to add another five to that from your first time bonus. Yes. Oh, that's right. First time bonus. Hooray for me. So that's 17 points of damage. 17. All right. She did not like that. That was the hardest hit she has received and it is now Yondo's turn and he ain't letting up he uh, he draws another arrow back and he shouts good hit Thalias oh I think his uh, streak has run out yep does not hit on that attack oh don't speak too soon yeah he hits on the second one damn uh, yeah, and now it's Vipira's turn. Vipira's gonna take the attack of opportunity and what? run oh. to the flanking side of uh, of this ghoul. That's a 12 to hit? Nope. Alright. Um, Alright, so then in that case, I'm gonna go flank the ghoul, get in those, get in the one claw. Oh, uh, 27. 27 hits. Yes. Uh, That is 18 points of damage. Okay. Vipira, you destroy the Inquisitors. (laughs) Let's go. I feel so good right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ergothoa, grant me this power of destruction so that way I may destroy this Cretan and just... Just mock her uh, as I swipe like right across the neck, and the head just comes clean off. Probably in her last moments, her head hits the ground and rolls face up. And in her last moments of consciousness, she is sending you the biggest fuck you glare. <laughs> and then the unlife leaves her eyes, and it is now Utrid's turn. That's interesting. I'm going to 
take a five foot step to end up flanking the blue cultist with uh, Thelias. Okay. And try and deliver this uh, shocking grasp again. All right. And obviously through the scimitar, I'm going to spend an arcana point to give my scimitar a plus one. And I'm going to obviously use combat expertise as well. It's a 24 to hit. 24 is going to hit. Nice. That does five damage. And let me see here. Shocking Grass does how much? It's going to do 5d6, I believe. Yeah, yep. right. It's 1d6 per level up to a max of five. So That's another 18 electricity damage. He, you literally see a a bright blinding flash of light and then just like a, a smoking heap of ropes fall to the ground yeah pretty much because you kill him nice oh. all right boys this is how we we turn this around in one one round mm-hmm. rogar i'm gonna need you to go ahead and crit and just explode one of them <laughs> it is rogar's <laughs> turn all right so rogar is going to uh He's going. I'm going to try an acrobatics to move like 10 feet to my north. That's a 26. Yeah. Okay. It does that. And you're moving where? 10 feet north. Okay. Staying uh, on the same roof. That's going to provoke. That's why I did acrobatics. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so used to your acrobatics just being uh, a <laughs> jump. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I'm using my acrobatics to avoid the attack of opportunity while I move. Got it. And, uh, knock him off. Yeah, I'm going to use my pushing infusion to knock him off. Nice. Excuse me, I think I asked you to just crit and kill him. (laughs) Well, I got my LR power dice. Let's see if they're helping out. I got my fistful of power dice. Nice. Bring it to the bank. It's a done deal. That's better. That's a 25 to hit. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, baby. (laughs) And that is 19 damage. And that's a 20 bull rush to shove him off the side of the building. Hey, 20 is going to be enough to push him off the building. He needs to make an acrobatics check. Unfortunately, it's high enough for him to land on his feet. And, how uh, how he, far off the ground is it? Like just 10 feet? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> Rugger doesn't see him land. So like after shoving him off the side, I go, yeah, it is a long way down, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the cult is just, uh, all right, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, but then, so he looks around, he sees only one ally remaining, and it is not Chatar. So he's like, oh. And he, uh, as easily as running horizontally on the ground, he just runs back up the side of the building, and he closes the distance on Rogiar again. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Motherfucker had... So he, he drank another potion while he was invisible so he could spider climb. Hmm, maybe. Son of a bitch. So he comes back up and he's like, finally, a worthy opponent. And that is an 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. All right. Take six points of damage. He's pretty good with that knife. Okay. And the other cultist is going to go, and he's going to attempt a feint on Uhtred. Ooh. Is that against my CMD? I say don't my, remember. Say my intelligence. I dare you. <laughs> uh, he makes a bluff check. The DC is 10 plus Uhtred's base attack bonus plus Uhtred's wisdom modifier. Oh. 
if the opponent is trained in sense motive, the DC is instead 10 plus the sense motive bonus, whatever's higher. All right, so what is 10 plus your base attack bonus plus your wisdom modifier? 13. All right, so he successfully bluffs. So then he comes at you with a dagger, uh, and you're flat-footed. But this might still not be high enough. That's a 13 to hit your flat-footed. Misses. Okay. Just Mage Armor and Shield makes that miss. Yeah. Okay. And now it is Thalias' turn. All right. That green mook's got my name on him. All right. You know, the, uh... Oh, is there any way for us to flank this? No, he's got his back to the building. So, I mean, you okay. could go around. No, that's all right. <laughs> okay. And help me powerful. flank, you know. Shovel time. Oh, 13. 13 will miss. Yeah, but wait till you see Elksley. <laughs> that was just this. That was just the appetizer. This is the real deal. <laughs> 23. 23 hits. <laughs> Seven damage. Elksley's so powerful. <laughs> All right, how about some hooves? Oh, you want the hooves? Yeah, give, give it to me. me. Hooves. 18 and 16. 18 will hit. 16 will Yes. Die. Dude, four damage. Elksy's the greatest. <laughs> Your elk is doing more than you. <laughs> <laughs> I smited evil, all right. Nothing does more than the power of Shaylin and smiting evil. He, all right. he did good. So then... Uh, it's Yando's turn. He spots that. He sees that cultist really giving Rogyar a hard time. So he's going to move 30 feet west, and then he's going to uh, take a shot up at the cultist. Uh, that's close. Oh, it hits. Oh, favorite enemy human as well. <laughs> Gets that cultist. Like Arrow scrapes right through his... Like, really scrapes the shit out of his uh, his ribs as it grazes right past him. Uh, and it's Vipira's turn. Alright, uh, I, I math this out. I can do it. I'm gonna land over here with the 30 foot uh, 30 feet and um, I will have to take that attack of opportunity though. Oh, you're gonna regret that. That's a natural 19 for a critical threat. Uh oh. And it's a 15 to confirm. <laughs> Does not confirm. All right, and Viper, you're going to take nine points of damage. All right, I'll take that. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you get there as a move action. You're flanking with Elias and Elksy. All right. Viper shouts, Elksy, now! <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of tries to catch him off guard a little bit. Okay. And uh, Viper is going to go for a claw. Oh! Natural 20 for a 29. All right, roll to confirm. A 16 to confirm. Is that with flanking? That is with flanking. That does not confirm. Oh, no. That's all right. That sucks. But you know what? Take 17 damage. Yeah, you will. (laughs) Okay, still up. Wow. What? Even after all the Elksy damage. Oh, man. All right, take a 21. No, 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 no. What? Oh, right. Oh, only one. (laughs) Tom was like, fine, I'll just hit him again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and Uhtred, it is your turn. Okay. I am going to swing my scimitar at him, but I want it to be non-lethal damage. Okay. Uh, So that, I believe, is a minus two. 
I think it's a minus four to hit to do non-lethal. I rolled a 20, so minus whatever the penalty is. It's either 18 or 16. All right, we're going to have to uh, figure it out. You can use a melee weapon that deals lethal damage to deal non-lethal instead, but you take a minus four penalty on your attack roll. Okay, then that's not going to hit. All right, uh, it is Rogiar's turn. Okay, let's uh, try to acrobatics to get away from this guy again. Uh, that didn't do it because that's a 12. Okay. But I'm still going to move and take the attack. All right. That's a 20 to hit. Yep. Let me take seven more points of damage. Yeah. LR power dice don't fail me now. One more pushing infusion to shove this guy back <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, that's a 28 to hit. That hits. And that's another 21 damage. Okay. Uh, that is only a 10 on the CMB, though, All to right. push. Well, it's pretty easy to knock a corpse off a roof, so <laughs> his dead body flumps down pathetically onto the grass. And then there was one, and it is his turn. A Go pictured ahead. Rogiar. Hit him with that. <laughs> Just waiting to see if he comes back up. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hands kind of still out in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all signs indicated, well, he's out of my life forever. The last time that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just ran back up with a smile last time. Uh, yeah, so it's his final cultist turn, and he kind of like, he looks to the left, he looks to the right, he looks straight ahead, and he turns to Vipira, and he goes for a faint, and that is an 11 versus 10 plus Vipira's base attack bonus plus her wisdom modifier. So unless she's got like a minus five in her wisdom, which uh, I could probably make an argument that she does, but... Don't, don't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> yeah, fails to faint. And he goes, fuck it. We'll do it live. And he slices at her with his dagger and I got a natural four. And it is now Thalias' turn. Time to finish what we started. Elksy, attack! <laughs> the gore doesn't go so well. But then hooves! Uh, are oh you my serious? god. 666. Six, six. Oh my god. The mark of the beast. <laughs> Alright, so I rolled a 6 for every single one of those three attacks. Perfect. Uh, and that was just the warm-up for my attack. Shovel! <laughs> 21. 21 will hit. 13 damage, I'll describe my kill. Go for it. Elsie, he gores, he hooves. And then while the uh, monster is distracted, Thalias strikes true right in the chest with his shovel. All right. And he explodes. <laughs> well. <laughs> and there's fireworks. <laughs> Some of that kind of happens. <laughs> I'll take it. He definitely exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and with that, the combat is over. Wow, wow, wow. That was wow, looking wow. really hairy for a second there, and uh, the first thing Old Elias does is take inventory of his people, especially Mr. Rogyar, who I haven't actually interfaced with this battle he's just been on the rooftop yeah yeah Rogar definitely make sure he's all right yeah Rogar definitely kind of goes over and like hops off the roof like kind of <laughs> half-heartedly like he makes the, the drop fine but he's like kind of staggering over to the group like hey guys it's uh, good to see you Vipera asks him are you are you all right uh 
He got a couple of good shots in, but I got the last laugh. Then Viper just shoves him. What were you thinking? Coming here on your own, no, nobody else to help you? And turns to, like, uh, turns to Uhtred. And you, what the hell? What is this? Why are we separating here? I'm not sure why you're shocked. I think I've been very consistent in my stance that I'm not going to make anyone do something they don't want to do. No matter how mad and pissy you are about it, Viper, Rogyar's a grown man, older than all of us. Although, Rogyar, I fucking told you so. (laughs) (laughs) I... That you did, lad, but... Rogyar kind of looks down at his hands that are still, like, filled, like, covered in, like, dirt and and mud from from working in the in the the square it's like uh, it was just something i felt like i had to do but what what guess, were you trying what, to do y- what were you trying to do why are you here what were you trying to do <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to clean up the square the the, the square what Richard looks right at vipera you almost died because of me no, last, not because of you. I honestly, it's good to see you moving around so quick. I thought you'd be out of commission for a few days. Don't change the subject. What do you mean that you're there at the square? You're trying to clean it. You saw, you saw the state of it. It was going to take hours. You thought that you were going to be able to do that on your own. Uh, I was, I was certainly giving it my best shot. It was definitely uh, it was a bit more extensive than I gave it credit for, but I saw how much those two, those two specters meant to you, lass, and I know what I went through helping my boy move on. I know you'll you'll never find peace as long as they're still here. So I figure while we were waiting for you to rest up anyway, I would try to help that along. It doesn't mean that I want to watch you move on, okay? We've started this together, and we're finishing it together. Is that understood? From now on, you don't leave the group. Not without telling us where you're going. No one should be just leaving the group. Rogyar looks like he's like kind of properly admonished at first, and then he starts seeming to get offended at being lectured by this like young girl. And then he just stops, and he looks over at Uhtred. And he's like, you know what? You never walk behind an angry horse or in front of an angry woman. You're right. Tom, take a hero point. Yeah. Nice, Tom. Uh, Well, I still want to get that square cleaned up, but I get a feeling when this patrol doesn't come back, they're going to start sending out more people looking for it. And you've (sighs) all got some patching up to be done. Truth, Elias. By me. I think we could all use a good heal. Or several. I break out the old healing hands. So, hmm. Yeah. Healed for seven. I'm going to have to uh, do that again. Eleven. All right. Moving in the right direction. So, Eighteen. We want more than this? This, this will be my last one. I also need heal. I got hit really hard, so. Uchid yeah. is topped off, but obviously yeah, I'm you guys off need too. it. I'm still missing like 24 health. All right. One more. Here we go. Ten. Somewhere in there. All right, cool. <laughs> I am back where I was when I went to bed last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh Uchid would like to detect magic. 
Oh, okay. Uh, you're getting some magical auras on uh, these cultists and ghoul. Each of the cultists has a plus one dagger and a masterwork dagger. Two of the cultists have two potions, and one of the cultists has one potion. And each of them has two magical oils. So you can give me... Give me one spellcraft check for the oils, and give me two spellcraft checks for the potions. Uh, it's going to be a 19, 23, 28. All right. Uh, you identify the oils as oil of magic weapon. So you have six of those. Even though each of them drank a potion of invisibility, they still have one remaining each. So you now have three potions of invisibility. One of them drank his potion of spider climb, but the other two did not. So you now have two potions of spider climb. And while I'm on the uh, the cultists, so I already said they each have uh, masterwork dagger as well. They also have masterwork studded leather armor. Oh, actually, they each had <laughs> each cultist has four masterwork daggers. So, so there's twelve of those. So there's twelve. You have twelve masterwork daggers now. <laughs> uh, and then we got Chetar. She has a plus one scythe, pl- uh, plus one scale mail, a magical ring, and a magical potion. So you can give me a spellcraft check for the potion and a spellcraft check for the ring. Uh, 22 and 15. 22 and 6. I'll say my 22 was for the ring. All right. Uh, you, between the two of you, you identify the ring as a ring of protection plus one. And the potion is a potion of blur. Then on top of that, she's got an iron unholy symbol of Urgothoa and 177 gold pieces. Oh, gold pieces? And, oh, and each of the cultists has 17 gold pieces. All right, so what do you guys do now? You got a, you got a little bit of got a little bit of loot. Yep, I take... Uh, I claim one of those suits of masterwork studded leather. Nice. Up my AC by one. Uh, Uchard's going to take one potion of invisibility and one of the spider climb and let everyone know that what they are. So if somebody else wants... There's two potions of invisibility left and one spider climb. I'll actually take the. I like invisibility. I like invisibility. I but get... aren't you already a sneaky boy well, or sneaky woman? Two, so. Yeah, but I could get more sneak out of it. Yeah, and All right. Vipira. I'm, I'm cool with you having it. Vipira gets her one. sneak attack with uh, if she attacks from invisible, automatically. Oh, very nice. And does anyone all you want that ring? Because uh, I would love another tick of armor. Oh, Rings that's uh, that's very greedy of you. Equally, I'm, I'm I saying. would like that uh, tick of armor. <laughs> I mean, I would as well, but yeah, I will take I'm a sure step back from this one. <laughs> Uchard, who, plus two. who avoided the 25 attack roll. <laughs> yeah, I'd like another plus one of ways. But what if I have to avoid a 27 attack roll? Oh, uh, that's a very good point. I mean, she did swing and hit a 29 on me, so... If, we, if I thought we could go to a store and shop, I'd be like, yeah, take it. Just buy one. I'll, uh, I'll I'll roll it out with you. All yours. Yando uh, says, uh, "Anyone, anyone mind if I claim one of those uh, magic daggers?" Yeah, definitely. Yando's the man. I want to <laughs> anything to keep him on the team. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be fine with him taking on. Also, any PC that has a backup dagger that's not a plus one should replace it with the, one of the other twos. Mm-hmm. I was like, I do have a backup dagger, so I upgrading it to the plus one. I'll I'll take that. 
My backup shovel's a longsword, so <laughs> it'd be good to have a backup uh, longsword. What about Viper? She doesn't. Re- she has the Reaper, and she has her claws. She doesn't really need the dagger because she her claws can do whatever the dagger would do. Yeah, but her claws aren't magical. That's also. But true. she has the Reaper for it, right? That's Which is the also not magical. Work. Oh, up to top. I'm not dying for it, uh, but I can always have one in the back pocket. Yeah. Doesn't actually, Utra, don't you already have a plus one dagger from like that statue in Viper's or in uh, McTainus place? Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I took, yo, yeah. All right. So yeah, I took one and uh, Yando took one. So there's one left. And, I'd uh, rather I'll see stop. it go to Viper than Yando. Oh, well, no, uh, Yando's, I mean, from, from my standpoint, Yando's getting one. But yes. it's just a matter of is Viper getting one or is Thalias getting one? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. And then there's the. Uh... The oil of magic weapon. Well, there's six of those, and I don't use weapons, so if you each want to take two, I'm good with that. Can Can they be applied to claws? Uh, no. Uh, Manufactured weapons only. Just as the spell only works on manufactured weapons. Joe, you want to just split it three and three then? Sure. All right. right, So, uh, uh, anything else? Uh, let's just make sure either Joe or Matt, whoever's gonna be carrying the like leftover stuff, takes it. Um, well, yeah, load me up, baby. Yeah, I will say you would have probably noticed that Rogier even left like his backpack and stuff back at camp. He didn't take anything with him into town, other than what it, like what he was wearing. Well, let's put him on Elsie then, so we get him back to the camp. As Rogier pointed out. That patrol is probably supposed to check back in somewhere, you know, at a certain time. So we should probably go to the graveyard to talk to the spirit thing. Yeah, before, go to my home turf. Yeah, before reinforcements come looking. Well, I look sure? at yeah. I look at Rogar. Um, how long do you think it would take for us all to clean this the center of the square? Oh, well, I need to finish clearing out all the weeds, which, I mean, if we got all of us working, we could probably do that in the next, you know, hour or two. Um, and then we need to find some new flowers to replace them. We gotta drain out the, the fountain and get some new water for it from the well. Uh, all told, like, if we were, if we had all, like, four of us or five, if Yendo's gonna help out, we could have this done in, like, three-ish hours. What? With a, with like a solid nature check to reduce the uh, the weed thing. I think. How many hours had you been at it? I had already been at it. I think for like two or three hours. I think he was, I was at gonna, it for three. Yeah, I was gonna say three. That means that there's five hours left. Yep. So if anybody wants to do knowledge nature checks, we'll take two off of that. So we'll say there's three left. And so yeah, we'll we can just have three of you guys doing that for one hour essentially and then finding suitable flowers takes one hour regardless of how many people are doing it and i'm going to tell you now it's a pretty high knowledge nature check and then another hour to plant them so that's three hours right there if you guys really spread yourselves thin and uh, divvy out the work and cleaning up the pools four hours it doesn't say anything about that taking less time with more people doing it but i assume it does but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's still at the very least it's gonna take at least one hour. So you're probably you're looking at probably five hours, assuming you can 
you can find the suitable flowers on your first try. What are you thinking, uh, Rogar? I look down at my filthy hands like, I already started. I'm, I'm ready to keep going. And I point up to my familiar up in the sky like, we've got a lookout. All right. Uh, I mean, we could probably get away with uh, cleaning. All right. So who's going to do the weeding? Uh, I will continue with the weeding, I guess. All right. And if two more of you want to help and I'll I'll let Rogue already attempted and failed his knowledge nature check, but if one of the other two PCs gets a high enough knowledge nature check that will reduce the remaining time to 1 hour each if you have 3 people working on it. I'll join the knowledge nature. Okay. Anybody else? Uhtred's going to volunteer to find the flowers. Okay. I guess Yando will uh, will join in for the weeding. So Vipira and Yando can make knowledge nature checks. That's a 14. Oh, Yando to the rescue. All right. So Yando, uh, he's like, all right, the first thing you got to know when you got a lot of weeds to pull up is blah, 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 blah. And he, uh, he gives the two of you some real good pointers for the most uh, economical way to to pull up weeds in this flower bed and it will take you a total of one hour each so one hour uh, to do that so that leaves Uhtred and Thalias to uh, look, go look for flowers and Thalias should I use... didn't want to look for flowers but yeah okay you should use uh, eight another on me yeah, Elksy can help too. Uh, well, we're going to pull Elksy into it, sure. All right, so that's a knowledge nature or survival check. Uh, Uhtred got a 26. Elias well, got a 9. But Elksy is going to really help us out here. He is nature. <laughs> oh, Elksy a 5. All right. Hope nothing ever happens to us. It's going to be bad. The DC to find wildflowers is 26. Nice. Oh. <laughs> wow. It's power dice, so, baby. <laughs> so, uh, despite Thalias and Elksy just kind of tagging along, going for a walk. They made me <laughs> almost overlook the flowers I needed. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Uhtred is still able to uh, gather up the amount of flowers. So that that's one hour, boom, that has gone by. So and while we're... While we're finishing up the weeding, they're uh, getting the flowers that are going to replace them. Right. So now you need one hour to replant the flowers. And then you need, there's four hours for cleaning the pool. That amount can be reduced to two hours with a knowledge engineering check. (laughs) Utrid. Yeah, Yeah. there's no special skill check to replant the flowers. So it just takes an hour. We can put Elksy on that. (laughs) Oh. I'm just kidding. You need opposable thumbs. This is not one of my better knowledges, so... Is is anybody else going to try to clean the pool? Uh, I mean, I'll help to yeah. distribute the time. Yeah, I'll help, but I don't have knowledge engineering to, to make it more efficient. All right. Got a 17. Oh, that's not enough. So while, while someone is planting the flowers, the other four... Drain the, drain the pond, drain the pool. Wait, so the, uh, it's four hours to clean the pool, one hour to replant. So who's cleaning the pool? If it's, it's Uhtred, 
So I, I guess who who is uh, who who is doing the re the replanting and everybody else is cleaning the pool. I mean, Thalias already Real has quick. a shovel. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, that, I'm actually that pretty well equipped to a half for this. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> if he had um, if he had a spade, I would give it to him. <laughs> That's his his dagger is a spade. Quick, quick question. Um, oh my god, that'd be amazing. We were just talking about you know daggers. And I gotta I gotta write that down. Would it take me any longer to make a bit of a wreath for Elsie? You know, with the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we have time? No. I feel like you could probably do that on your watch. Yeah, you got you guys saw yeah. like four hours of watch time tonight that you could do that. Just save some okay. flowers. Yeah. So I got I got lots of plans. All right. <laughs> got a spade and you got a wreath. Yep. All right. So that so Thalias is doing the replanting. I would like a fortitude save from everybody else. After you really get in there, this pool is filthy. Ooh. Mm, that's a fifteen from Rogar. A nine for Uhtred. Oh, Eleven. All right. Vipira and Uhtred. You feel kind of sick by the time you're done cleaning this pool, but probably just got to walk it off. So now it's going to take the the final step. It's going to take two hours to drop enough fresh water from the town's well to refill the pool once it's clean. And since it's like, it's well work, I don't think uh, having more people involved is really going to do anything. You can kind of just spread the work out a little bit, but it's one well, so. It's one well, but I figure we at least make like a bucket brigade so it's not one person just walking back and forth to get new water. Okay, that's true. We'll say that it only takes one hour uh, with everybody going. So what was that, four hours total? Yeah, um, for everything soup to nuts. Yes. All right, so four hours pass, and you guys turn around. You admire your handiwork. The flower beds are, like, brand new. The, the water is shimmering. Those of you who live in Roslar's Coffer, you can't remember the last time the square looked this nice. And you're standing in the middle of, like, the decaying ruins of the town. Nigel and Mary, they they uh, they stir as they uh, turn to admire the, the square. Rogar, like, put a hand on, on Vipira's shoulder and just kind of grab her attention and just kind of, like, motion over to Mary and Nigel, motioning for Vipira to go and talk to them, because this is, this is her moment. Uh... We can rest easily with that good work done. It's reassuring to know there are still helpful people here. Nigel, Mary, take a good long rest. And uh, I, I, I do hope that you, uh, that you find peace in all this. Vipir, you are always very kind to us. And I hope that when you come face to face with that strange purple woman with the long tongue, that you give her hell. <laughs> we already did. She kind of smiles at it. Ah, oh, that's good news. That's good news. Well done, Vipira. I hope you can figure out what happened here. Farewell. And thanks again, friends. And the two of them vanish. Vipira kind of like drops her head like a little bit, just like... Single animates here. Just, the yeah, like just a single like tear drops out of her eye there's a uh, there's a, a soft tinkling sound and the the sparkling water which is kind of sparkling despite the fact that this it's so it's so gloomy 
in this area. It's, uh, it's almost like the, like just the, the, the positive vibes you guys made in this area has really brightened it up. The, the sparkling water is kind of uh, creating a, another like gleam where Nigel and Mary disappeared, and you can see two rings resting on the ground where they were. The oh. magic. Both rings are magical. I uh, present them to uh, Uhtred. Uh, I guess uh, these were her their parting gift. Oh, dear Lord. Well, I have no clue what they are. I rolled a 2 and a 1 for a 15 and a 14. Yikes. How about Vipira? Uh, 26 and a 26. Uh, so... Right. Well, with a 26, you identify one of the rings as a ring of Featherfall. Uh-huh. The other ring is uh, out of your out of your reach. Well, I recognize this as a uh, ring of Featherfall. Oh. I still don't know what this one is, though. I'm sure Rogar could make good use of a ring of Featherfall. I mean, Rogar kind of shrugs like, eh? I mean, yeah, he's it's... usually the guy way up high. Yeah. It's true, and your uh, your super jumps don't protect you from a high fall. Yeah, that is true. All right, yeah. I mean, if if no one else objects, I'll I'll claim the ring of feather fall. Well, the rest of us aren't really scaling things that often. I mean, maybe Thalias to protect from falling off of Elkski. <laughs> I think Thalias already has a ring of feather fall. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we found one before yeah, and gave yeah. it to Thalias. Mm-hmm. They figured the guy in the heavy armor is the one that needs to fall lightly. That's true. <laughs> If anybody wouldn't mind, I would just like to keep this ring for now, just until uh, we figure out what it is. Of course, Vipera. All right, so what do you guys do now? Uh, I think now it's about time to go back and rest. What time of day yeah, is it? Yeah, it sort of seems like uh, wake up, use all of our spells and healing, dead if anything else happens. Yeah. Well, How long I mean, would it take us to get to the graveyard from here? 30 minutes? Less. I still think we should go talk to the spirit before we go back and rest, because... I definitely want to check out the graveyard. Yeah, we could definitely go do that. Like, All right. I feel like there's time. Yeah, let's do It was do like that. 8 o'clock in the morning when we started that project. No, it was like noon, because you had to rest for 24 hours. Yeah, so it's still like early evening. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably like 4 or 5 o'clock at night, right, in the evening right now. Yeah, let's, yep. let's go check out the graveyard. I just don't want to go back and rest, and then like we come back, and the place is just crawling with Whispering Way. Right, that's fair. So we go to the. Graveyard. I'll proudly lead the way yeah. to the graveyard on elk. Yeah, we follow the majestic paladin on top of his elk. All right. So you approach the the cemetery gates, and a shimmering white light emanates from the wrought iron fence at the cemetery's gate. The light coalesces into an androgynous humanoid figure, clad in white robes, with hair of flame and large feathery wings though their eyes burn with a fiery intensity the being appears kind and benevolent Uh, yeah this isn't usually here (laughs) (laughs) the figure hovers 10 feet from the ground do you approach is this a razzny oh my god that's what i'm wondering yeah that was my thinking too (laughs) yeah uh uchard will approach you hear a voice in your head and it says We'll see you next week on the Inspired and Confidence Podcast. See ya. See ya. See ya.